You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast. Hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John, Pat, and Rando. On Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies, Branderson Cooper and Peppermint Patty, here on a victory <laughs> Monday here. So <laughs> I'll pretend like I didn't have that written down on the game pick spreadsheet so I didn't forget it. Did uh, you really? Buffalo, I really had it written down, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> this is Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcasts. Gentlemen, finally a victory Monday. It's been a second. How we how we feeling? Vibes are good. Vibes are good. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again, again, again. Joshy's back, back. Tell the AFC. I think one, one more line and we have to pay royalties. So <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, it's exciting. It's a good time. Good to yeah. watch uh Joe Brady, yeah, you know, get his feet wet by dousing them in the Jets' blood after he destroyed them. All right, in well, ways let, let that me... we haven't seen anything happen before yet. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, let's like, what What do we think the uh, the culprit is and culprit in a good way, obviously here is it vibes or scheme. You think the, the vibes are good after a change and they just needed to do something different. Do you think it's vibes or do you think Joe Brady is schematically superior to uh, what, what Ken Dorsey was doing, going? Do you think it's scheme? scheme. Huh? Yeah. Scheme can bring the vibes back, though. So it's like, yeah, the scheme is scratching your back. So you're going to scratch everybody's back. Is that? Yeah, that's, no, that's, scoring that's scoring energy. points no, brings good vibes. I, I well, would agree with like, that. I, I mean, I was in Canada, and so I, I didn't see the game. But, like, I mean, looking at the box score, one thing that I thought was interesting is you have two running backs that catch touchdowns, which is, like, super interesting. Um, it's the guy's name, his, his name isn't Tank Johnson, is it? Ty, Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson. So that's actually something I wanted to talk about because, Pat, I, I thought you'd be all over Ty Johnson. I mean, obviously, if you'd seen the game. Well, but. I saw. I mean, I saw Ty Johnson get carries when Sean McDermott you know, I can't, I'm petty myself, but like, you know, in the Broncos game, I did see him come in. Okay. Yeah. Ty Johnson, but, and then also Khalil Shakir leading receiver. Can you guys fill me in? What's going on here? Okay. He caught an 82 yard bomb. Well, Can we talk really about bad. Josh's throw? I don't know if yeah. you saw the angle from behind. I, I think I retweeted it on Twitter. Josh, it couldn't have been perfect. If sauce Gardner had 13 inch hands instead of nine inch hands, it probably goes off Gardner's fingers, but it was put, exactly where it needed to be on a rope across it's it's if you're john and i when we used to play backyard football at your house it's like you run the post pattern it's like that's the favorite route to throw right as a quarterback you're like in breaking route on the money exactly where it needs to be it was one of the best throws i've seen and and the ball didn't wobble at all it was 
beautiful. And Shakir, he didn't, any of us could have caught it. I mean, it was on our hands, in the chests. It was like, boom, on him, on him. Perfect. But Ty Johnson, did you see his uh, post-game comments? I, I actually didn't. Yeah, fill me in. He was just talking about why he he's in Buffalo and because he kind of bounced all over the league. But he was talking about... For, he was with the Jets at some point, right? This is a yeah. former Jets, team. Chicago, I think he was with Chicago. Uh, but he was talking about how just he liked the people in Buffalo, which is funny because we were talking about the culture beforehand and the coach and how you could kind of lose a room and whatnot. Yeah, well, what it's culture smulcher when you're you're talking about in the offseason, but here's a nice little tangible thing where you're like, yeah. okay, here's a guy that you might not have on your team if it weren't for the culture that you've established, yeah. you know, culture of winning, He's obviously. Same with Pruitt talking Ford. about Von Miller and and Coach McDermott and Stefan and all these guys. But it was it was cool to hear him say that. But yeah, the throw, Pat, if you haven't seen it, you gotta look oh, up the throw. Yeah, to, I, well, he Khalil. was very wide open. That's that's interesting. So it's kind of like just yeah, I guess it was just kind of like, you know, it looks like it's some sort of like in slant, in post. But that like, was, I was thinking, 40 yards down the field. I mean, it was like a rope. I guess I was thinking it was more yeah. like Gabe Davis, like Steelers game style. But like Khalil oh, yeah, like but, had to break some tackles, then, I guess. Then, yeah, like a couple of them. And then like. you've got Dalton Kincaid with a hip check, basically block. They take out three jets and uh, that plus the sauce gardener failed pursuit and uh, might have given up on the play. And it's a it's a long tutty against the Jets, who haven't given up a touchdown to a wide receiver in God knows how long. And this is the most points the Jets have had scored on them in two years. So yep. remember how I said last episode where, you know, I didn't want to get my hopes up too high because this would be a real test. This is a real testy defense. But the one like the one thing that could happen that we get a good read off of is if the Bills win and they dominate and the offense looks good, you'll know it's for real. That's that's not, you know. That's a good point. If it was against the if it was against the Denver defense, you might say, "Oh, that was a fluke. That's a terrible defense. They look good against that." This this is one of the best defenses in the league, and obviously a joke of an offense on the other side. But I, I, that's what makes me feel like they're for real. They're back. It's time to go on a run. I like them against Philly this next week. Like, and that's hey hey, we'll get the game picks, right. That's, that's not something I would have said a week ago. So, well, I'm I'm riding high. The first. Thought after the first drive, we kicked a field goal and then we give the ball to the Jets. I want to say Tyler Conklin's their tight end, the Jets tight end. Yep. And um, it would have been the first time Wilson was sacked. I got to watch the game the first quarter, at least from the 50 yard line, which was really cool uh, about halfway up, not in the upper deck, but right at the top of the 50 yard line and super cool. I mean, if you ever get a chance to in your life, get some sort of seat there for any I mean, preseason's not the same. It's cool, but any sort of game, if you ever get a chance to sit there and, and watch it, it's unbelievable. But to see what the quarterback sees, these defensive ends crashing in, but Tyler Conklin was like, he was wide open, maybe three steps out of his route, and he was kind of doing like a up and out wheel route. And he's just like, there's no, there's not a blue jersey or a Bills jersey anywhere near him. And Zach Wilson... It's like doing his like looking around the field and he just goes down for a sack after holding the ball for so long. And I look at the guy next to me. I was like, Zach Wilson is terrible, 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 terrible. It's just maybe one of the worst quarterbacking games I've ever seen on the other side of a field. Well, didn't he get benched? Right. So, cause I saw yeah. it looked like yeah. snaps with another QB. So what's the deal with the, I, I heard. So we're both picks. I, Russell Douglas, I guess I did and a see like recovery. the recovery AFC defensive player of the week question mark. 
Maybe well, by the time this episode comes out. I mean, when I was watching like a very small part of it, like whatever, you know, on my vacation and then we had a drunk woman like fall on our table. So then I think like I couldn't really pay attention to what was happening in the game, but it looked like like <laughs> Russell Douglas like forced a fumble and then looked like Micah Hyde picked it up or something and then like ran it into the end zone and then he was down, it though. wasn't. Yeah, he was down. Okay. Yeah. What did yeah. Douglas have? Well, he, Two interceptions. Douglas, Douglas picked it up, and I think he lateraled it to Hyde. Yes. But he was down yes, by did. contact before that. Yeah. So he was credited with the fumble recovery, but then he lateraled it, which is like, I don't know. I feel like that that play, my thought when that happened was that's a sign of the vibes. That's stuff that yes. you see the Chiefs doing. Yes. That yes. was like, hey, we're up. We're having fun. Let's go score a defensive touchdown. Like, it's one of those games. And when guys are playing loose like that and they're playing loose, but not stupid, because it wasn't a it wasn't a stupid play to lateral. It wasn't risky from where he was at that moment. They're not playing crazy. They're just playing free. And that's something they've been so uptight this season. Like, that's why I'm like, I want to say it's scheme. And, you know, obviously those two things are symbiotic scheme and, you know, psychology of the team and, and scheme and vibes. Right. But. I mean, it feels like it was the vibes that we're feeding. The reason why we're confident, you know, because they could have schemed up a great game. And if, you know, Josh Allen still looks like, you know, a sad dog who can't go outside, then I think we're all feeling different today. But he looked like the golden retriever, you know, after that touchdown. And he was so pumped up and and, and so happy. So I had a question once in an interview for a teaching job. And the guy said, rank what's the most important. And he was like, it was between curriculum and discipline. And I said, a good curriculum takes care of the discipline aspect. Because if you plan your lesson out well, and it's thoughtful, and you have every minute accounted for, and and every detail is covered, then you shouldn't have too much of a discipline problem. And I think we saw that with Joe Brady. He had every aspect covered. He threw screen passes. He threw over the middle. He used his weapons, every one of them. He could have used Diggs a little bit, but it's like that game in Kansas City where, you know, the 13 seconds game, Diggs didn't do too much, but everybody else went off. Kincaid over the middle of the field was open regularly, and they didn't use him against the Jets at all. I'm not afraid to drop the Travis Kelsey comparison in, in this specific way, where it's not like he's always making these crazy plays that are like, oh, he's such an athlete, like no one else could make this. I mean, he is really athletic. Don't get me wrong. But he's just like oddly always open. And I think that that's starting to be like, you know, Travis Kelce, did, did he used to play quarterback or something like that? But it's really more about he knows he knows defensive schemes. He can be on the same page with this quarterback. But he, you know, all those option routes that he runs, he's always in the right spot in zone defenses. He always finds the best soft spot that he possibly can. And yeah. I, I think we're seeing that from Kincaid more and more because he's just like, you saw that one play. It's probably a longer hook route, but he sits down on it quicker than he should to stay below the safety. And it's, you know, it's 15 yards right down the middle. It's a confidence builder for everybody. And uh, yeah, how about uh, Kincaid is one reception ahead of Sam Laporta, I think, for most receptions by yeah. rookie tight end. So both of oh, them have oh. a look at the uh, what, all-time what rookie about, what tight end What about those dominant Detroit Lions, though? Don't yes, worry. they got it. We, we won't get to that yet. We'll talk more about them. them in a minute. It's okay. I actually was going to bring this up during game picks, but let me just put this out there. Is there anything possibly better than the possibility of a Detroit Buffalo Super Bowl? Could there be anything better better. than that? Nothing's better. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. (laughs) No, I mean, Detroit, I hope they lose that game. No offense. 
but right. I know you'd be rooting for <laughs> Buffalo, but how about a consolation yeah. prize being your second favorite team? You know, and yeah. and Dan Campbell's reaction to losing the Super Bowl—he just walks over and priceless. takes a bite out of Jared Goff's leg. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> right out of but, the knee. Did you see when the Bills were on offense? The way that with Josh in the pocket, the way everybody was moving, the motion, the the way it was just—it looked. What like the eye test? I don't know what the percentage was. The I looked like motion and under center stuff. It was like everything that everyone's been kind of clamoring for because we all see these advanced statistics on it, and you know we we push our glasses up our nose like the nerds that we are. But it it seemed like contacts in today. You know, and it might be a confirmation bias, right? I I don't know the actual numbers, but yeah, you're right. Under center and motion pre snap seemed to work, and it wasn't just like. For nothing motion. It was useful motion. The concept that they ran on the James Cook touchdown was awesome. Mesh. It's just like, yeah, it was the mesh concept where he motions all the way from the left side of the formation and then from the left side of Josh runs straight to the right. So there's no way the linebacker could get over because everyone's tangled up because they're on the goal line. And it was just like beautiful stuff that you wish you could see that every week. And it's hard to do that in the NFL to do that all the time. But when you do see it and it's easy for Josh, I mean... How can you not love that? So do you think, you know, Kincaid is learning the options. He's figuring out the defenses. Maybe Joe Brady just made it simple, simpler. We've talked about it, making it a simple offense, but you know, these well, I think Kincaid has looked consistently good. He's one of the people who's looked consistently good. As far as like the biggest differences that I saw between Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady, Pat, you brought up Ty Johnson earlier. I think that's a big part of it. You know, it, it's kind of like, I wonder if he had it in his head. If we're like, maybe we should be using Ty Johnson. Like, maybe we could use his speed a little bit better. I mean, maybe again, we should be, be using Khalil Shakir. Like, as, that's got to be his highest receiving yard total in a game, I would imagine. Like, I don't think I've ever seen yeah, him crack 100 yards. That's true. He had a, what was it, the Bucks well, game? Well, in the Miami game. In the, game? In, Miami? I know. Was it? Yeah, well, in the playoff game. game yeah. In the playoff game is what I think of, but. Yeah. But who would have suspected, like, you look at this box score and you're like, okay. I would expect Stefan Diggs to have a hundred yards. Gabe Davis probably had 60 if they put up 32 and a tutty and you look at the box score and what's Stefan Diggs, three catches Stefan or Gabe Davis, zero targets. So it's, it's coming from surprising places, but if it's working, like who cares? And especially you can never have enough weapons. Ty Johnson is actually pretty fast. He's like a sub four, four guy. Yeah. And I think that, we were all, everyone's all clamoring for Leonard Fournette, right? Because we don't really see Ty Johnson except in a background, a backup role. But now I think, I mean, this, this, this is like Leonard Fournette. I don't know if he's going to get that spot if it's not for an injury, because I mean, you, you, Pat, you saw the stat line, but he looked good too. Like he, he was fast. They put him in, in good positions and he did his job well. So, well, well, I have a proposition for you because, yeah. I feel like my heart of hearts, if we wanted someone who could do what Ty Johnson did, at least on the box score, like I said, I was in Canada. I didn't really, I saw the very end of the game. His counterpart in New York, Michael Carter, who just got released. He got claimed by four different teams on waivers. Did he? Yeah. I don't know which one he ended up on. I don't know if they announced oh, okay. that yet. Well, you're going to have to cut that, John. I'm sorry. But no, you're good. It sounds like, thing, though, it sounds like Puka Nakua in Fantasy League getting claimed yeah. by that many people. Damn. Well, I have one for you, John, though, and Pat. Can you tell me this? So we hammered McDermott after the article from Warren Sharp, right? The run percentage on first down, the the usage of the offense. Did, did, did you see how much we ran the ball? 
and used both running backs and threw to the running backs. Right, we've talked about a pass catching. I think throwing throwing to the running backs was the big difference. And I I, like I didn't have any qualms with when they ran because a it was working, which is a big part of it. You know, you get a feel for that early whether it's working or not, or if you're just running into a wall and putting yourself in second and ten automatically. But I think there was only I, I can only remember one drive where they started with a run play besides besides garbage time, right? When they're up by a lot. And obviously you started a lot of drives with a run play. But there was only uh, one felt, drive where they started with a run play that didn't go very well. I don't know the numbers again, but I felt with the eyes that the eye test that I was watching, it felt like we were running the ball early a lot, but it was working. And they were picking up chunks of four, five, six, seven, eight yards at a time. And I'm only saying this to give McDermott his kudos because I was the first one on the ship firing missiles across McDermott's bow saying this run game, it's hurting our offense, yada, yada, yada. But they stuck with it this week and it paid off. And this is the part that stinks because, you know, we talked about the 12 personnel set in Carolina. When you like, you know, mark a a cow when you Uh, you burn it. Branding, yes. Yeah, like branded something on Sean McDermott's soul because he wanted to do 12 personnel so badly this year. And it was like that year when they went 15 and one with Cam Newton, Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson and those guys were unstoppable. But, you know, I think we'll okay. I think we'll get a a more definitive answer to the question you're proposing next week because Dawson Knox is going to be coming back into the lineup. So this is where I was kind of leading it into. Right. Sorry. I didn't mean to spoil the transition. That's okay. You know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. But it's. It's one of these games that McDermott can point to and be like, "Look at, I was right. This is how it should be done." Hey, you know that what defeats I mean? the purpose of. Oh, we can, we can, we're here to talk about it. That's the whole reason, right? Is I just wanted to put it out there. I wanted to give McDermott a little bit of credit after hammering him last week for this. But James, I think James Cook deserves more credit. Oh, the offensive line deserves more credit. The Jets D line looked pathetic and they have a great defensive line. So that was all I was saying. You know, this looks like one of those games that it looked like a McDermott offense, even if it was Joe Brady calling the shots, but it was a perfect blend. It looked like they worked together and it was the best of both worlds. Joe Brady got to put his air raid touch offense in it and McDermott kind of gave him guidelines and it worked. True or false. This is the best offensive line Josh Allen has had in the NFL. True by a lot. Probably maybe his 2020 season. Yeah, but and it's so funny. Like we we had so many conversations in these other years where they're dominant. Like maybe like twenty twenty one, where it's like, okay, what's the only like if we could fix one thing? It's like, oh well, maybe the O line play a little bit, which they've always been decent at pass blocking. But that metric has continually improved, and their run blocking has continually improved as well over those years. But so well, to have them be six and five now, which is so funny in the year that they have the best offensive line it is, is really just irony. It's not causational. I don't, I don't feel like, but every one of them, Spencer Brown has taken a big step this year. I saw a tweet on it today. They showed his numbers year to year since he's been playing and his, I love how little rate. we've talked about. I love how little we've talked about him this year. It's, it's been great. We've talked about him in training. About you, you're doing a good job, right? Exactly. If you're, especially yeah. if they're the right tackle. So, and but. Osiris Torres talk about a home run. Mitch Morris, we got to enjoy this guy while he's here, okay? First of all, I don't even know if we talked about it, but in that press conference where Gabe Davis turned him down, Khalil Shakur turned him down, James Cook turned down an interview. You know who went out with Josh and helped this man out? Mitch, Mitch Morris. Morris. 
sat the down right next man to Josh. On this entire team. Yep. And I'll never forget. I I met Mitch Morris one time at a Sabres game, and when I say met, I'm very loosely using the term met as he sat in the section above me. So I was like in the last row of the hundreds, and he's in the suite in the two hundred, but they were directly above me. And it was, it must have been right before the Kansas City game because he had that ankle sprain, and he was drinking with Josh. And I remember I leaned up and I looked up in my seat and I was like, Mitch, Mitch. I was like, how's the ankle? And he gave me double thumbs up. And I was like, my guy. <laughs> like, All right. So that's, that's my interaction so with Mitch. But positive guy. I like Mitch Morris. I hope that he stays healthy and can make it through his contract here because every quarterback needs a good center. Absolutely. Well, let's get into some game picks here. We've got a really good slate, like so good that I was going to pick all the Thanksgiving games. We had to knock two of them off because of the AFC playoff race and some uh, critical matchups this week. Uh, But let's quick pick these. We don't have a lot of time. We're doing a mega episode today. Sorry if we didn't say that already. Only one this week. We won't have one on Friday, but we'll get this out to you guys before Thanksgiving. So uh, if you need your game picks on Friday... Happy Happy Turkey Day. If you need your game picks and Brando's bets on Friday, feel free to pause the podcast right here and pick it up again on Friday. But if you want to stick with us, we're going to make some picks here. So here we go. Time for the guys to pick their picks in the Pick 6 Pick'ems. Thanksgiving this is 12.30 p.m., so you can plan your uh, meals around this if you're a Detroit fan like Brando is. Uh, best, Detroit is favorite. Dude. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Do the ahead. recap. You, Do the recap. Oh, okay. I, well, this is a partial recap. We have five games already with the results in. Philly at Kansas City is still going on right now. Someone can give me a score update. Somebody but, just fumbled. Uh, That's all I know. All right. Somebody just fumbled in the Kansas City-Philly game. Just, Don't know just who. in. I saw so, somebody texted. Very interesting slate here because let me look at this really quick. I was going to say it might oh, like this game, the way that it comes out, it could actually alter who's leading the slate at this point. So we all had good weeks. Pat, you're four and one so far and you're picked. Your pick is Kansas city. So you could either be five and one or four and two there. Uh, hey. I was four and one this week as well with a Philly pick. So I could be four and two or five and one, depending on that outcome. Brandon, you're three and two so far. So you can either be four and two or three and three on the week, dependent on that outcome. Go Eagles. So, uh, yeah, Pat, Pat, how about the uh, Vegas cover and the spread pick there? That was uh, that was a good one. And uh, how about the Bills? Actually, the Bills actually coming through on a spread pick for me for the first time in three years here. So uh, we'll see if I do the same thing this week. Of course I will, but depending on how that spread goes anyway. So overall right now, Pat, you are 32 and 33. I'm at the same and Brandon, you're one game up of that 33 and 32. So, uh, so we couldn't have a three-way tie, but someone's going to be tied for the league after for the lead after this week based on that outcome. Unless, unless yeah, no, if Philly wins, Brando's still got the outright lead, but if Kansas city wins, Kansas city wins, it'll be a tie between you two for the lead. So I'm, I'm the only one who can't come out of this week. With the, it's uh, <laughs> funny. All right, Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit is favored by seven and a half. This is the biggest spread of the week on the docket because it is a good docket. Thanksgiving Day, twelve thirty p.m. Brando, need I even ask you who you're picking here? Listen, man, I'll keep it short. But I grew up with this day in the Lions Den, man. I've been in Detroit for Thanksgiving 
a few times. I've been in all over the state of New York for Thanksgiving. But one thing is for certain, I will always have my Matthew Stafford Lions jersey on Thanksgiving. And even when I went to the game last year, as much of a diehard of a Bills fan I am, you know what I had underneath my Josh Allen jersey? My old school Matt Stafford jersey, man. Your Jared Goff fangirl t-shirt? I don't know. No, I'm not a Jared Goff fan. (laughs) Take it back. No, it's it's the silky old school jersey that they stopped making a long time ago. I got it after he did that comeback where he separated his shoulder and threw the game winner. I just thought it was ballsy as could be. But I watched Joey Harrington get blown out. I've watched John Kitna get blown out. I've watched Dan Orlowski lose. You name it, it's happened on Thanksgiving. It's super depressing. You watch the parade, you flip it over to the game, and then the Lions get pooped on. And even last year, the Bills, great game, though. I was so happy to be there. My dad and I oh, went. God. We, we had a great time. But we Wait, got you lucky. were at the Thanksgiving? Brandon, yeah, you were my at dad that and game? I. Yeah, we went were to Coney I, Island we, we for talked Thanksgiving about this dinner. We talked about this on the podcast. I don't remember. I might have missed the show. No, because I went down. Remember, I called in from the hotel in the next morning. Yeah. From my yeah, car. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so um, give me the Lions. They're going to win this year. I hope it starts a streak for them on Thanksgiving better than what they've had before. So go Lions. All right. Hypothetical here. Lions make it to the NFC Championship game or better. Is the Jared Goff and Matt Stafford trade the best win-win trade of all time? That's a good question. Yes. I mean, you could go with the Steph Diggs and Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, That's better for Minnesota. That's definitely better for Minnesota. No offense to Buffalo. Yeah, it's definitely better for Minnesota. They got 10 more years than Justin Jefferson. It's tough. Well, that's true. But Justin Jefferson also came into a a more established quarterback. So, you know, it's like, well, I'd say it's a win-win. I love Steph. I I feel like it's a a win-win. Except for calling Kirk Cousins. More established than Josh Allen. Well, he was at, at the that time. moment I mean, in time. He was probably established true. isn't good or talented or likable, especially. <laughs> hey, you <laughs> like weird. that? Kirk Cousins was all of those things by the time that he was in Minnesota. I by liked Kirk Justin, Cousin in Washington. I just say, I, I, you know, I, whatever, stale. The year or, that the Bills were trying to get a quarterback, there was mock-ups of Kirk Cousins in the yeah. Buffalo Bills, right? When we were yeah. good. We we had the Tyrod team, and it was if you bring Kirk Cousins in here, and you have a Sammy Watkins, and you have Kyle Williams in the cold front, you could be a playoff team. Obviously, oh we my did. God. Thank God that, we tore it down. Thank God we tore it down. There was a part of me that was like super excited. I remember going on Madden thinking I should put Kirk Cousins on the Bills and try it, but no. We were so delusional for thinking that we were a quarterback away at that point, which Kyle is so Orton, funny. Let us smell. Oh, dude. Smell Kyle, it. If Kyle Orton can do it, Kirk Cousins is going to succeed. Oh, dude. Right? Uncle Rico. Yeah. Uncle Rico just had also an impressive Detroit Lions W. Heartbreaker for the Lions. But um, <laughs> good game. Pat, yes. Pat, who you got here? Detroit is favored by seven and a half. Packers at least to cover. Jordan Love. Right. He's a hot hand, bro. Packers. Second play. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Come on. They're six and four, six and four, six and five. What are they? That's a good question. No, they might be. They might have the losing record. But anyway, while you guys are looking up, I'm going to take Detroit just so I don't have to think too hard on Thanksgiving about who I want to win versus the spread. Just give me Detroit to win and a blowout and I can just root for one thing while I drink beer and eat turkey. So I'm going with Detroit there. Question for you. Again, sure. we'll keep it quick. What's the drinking like on Thanksgiving? When do you start? Do you do it? See, it's a good question. I've never been somebody who can drink for long periods of time. You know, 
But Thanksgiving is one of those days where it is, you know, it is kind of early and often, you know, because it's this is what happens. You get the cheese platter out. I don't know if you guys do like charcuterie on Thanksgiving while you're, you know, eating some stuff before your three o'clock dinner or something like that. Cheese and crackers. Nothing goes better with cheese and crackers than a good beer. So that's probably where you're starting. You're and then, you know, with dinner, you're probably having some wine or a nice beer to go with that stuff. You know, after dinner, you got football on, you're hanging out with everybody. I might make everybody old fashions or something like that, or just have some like good whiskey or something like that. So, you know, because that's a solid day of drinking. Yeah. A few different packers are four and six. Okay. Four and six. Is that four and six? Four, four, two, six. Is that your number, Brando? Four, two, six. Of Bev's on Thanksgiving. Oh, four yes. six. <laughs> <laughs> four to six. Yeah. That's so funny. Four so, to six wait, days to you? recover. <laughs> well, I just like, I, I, not that I like eating on Thanksgiving, but, and I love my immediate family, you know, but like, let I don't know, man. Let, just, let it yeah, loose. What's coming next? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like uh, some of my family members, it doesn't matter if I'm f- up or not around him like it's still not gonna be the best time you know what i mean so it's like <laughs> hey you tell your uncle I'll, I'll drink with my sister you tell your uncle that i see every day at rothlands that i said hello all right you make sure to say right. says no hi. I, I mean yeah. i the, the caprios wouldn't be bad but yeah my mom's my mom's side would be rough i've never met a caprio i hope, none, one I hope time. none of them answer or i hope none of them listen to the podcast <laughs> they don't they don't <laughs> okay uh, dude i'm saying it with like the fullest of hearts. I've never met a Caprio that didn't make me smile at some point. Right. They're all, all nice human beings. The ones that I've no, met. The, the, for sure. My, no, the, the, the Caprios, the Caprios. I second good. that. I second yeah. that. Yeah. So I've met a lot of Caprios guys. over the yeah. years. So, all right. Well, next time we got a quick, we got a quick pick yeah. these and get through these. Okay. Uh, and then I, is, I got some quotes for you boys too. Oh yeah. We got to get to that as well. All right. All right. Jacksonville at Houston. This has playoff implications. How about Houston showing up on the uh, game picks this year without a bills game attached to them? It is Jacksonville is favored by one at Houston. So Brando, let's, let's have you make this tough pick first. Why do I have to go first? I don't first. I can go first. I can go first. If you you want, I got to see some, I saw a couple plays from CJ Stroud this past week that made me go just wow. Like Josh Allen esque wow plays. And, uh, I, I think Houston is hot right now. I love that Devin Singletary is getting me fantasy points, you know, better than last year. All of a sudden, isn't Jerry Hughes on this team still too? I mean, is he really? No, he's not. Is he? Let's find out. He might be. That'd be cool. Oh my god! Him. If he is, I, like I, I, might, I might have to ride the Houston train for a little bit. He obviously secondarily to the. Bills, he's like in a Kareem know, Hunt situation where he's just like, well, my career yeah, could be over. Yeah, he's a <laughs> defensive end for the Houston Texans at age thirty-five. Wow. All right. Cool. Well, I already had it written down, but give me Houston, baby. I'm off of the Jacksonville train. I I think all of my Jacksonville hype has been diverted to Houston. And like hype, when I say hype, I'm just like, okay, Calvin Ridley, give me some fantasy points. Pat, what do you think? Doug Peterson, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a visor. I will if they win this game. (laughs) I'm gonna have to get a Bills visor. I feel like it's just a power move. Yeah, you heard it here. What about you, Brando? Um, for the record, Jerry Hughes has one sack this season. So that's cool against Hell the yeah. Steelers in a 30 to six win. This is tough. The, this is, this might be the hardest game of the week to pick. If he, if CJ Stroud didn't throw three picks last week, I'd be higher on him. 
do you expect him to kind of go through this midseason rough patch where they have film on him and he, he might throw a couple picks here? Or do you think he's going to bounce back? And I think you said he thinks he's going to bounce back. I'm, I'm going to take I'm Doug all, Peterson. I'm all vibes. I'm all vibes now. I'm, I'm, not, right, I'm no taking zero, zero scheme. All taking vibes. the Jags. I'm taking the Jags. Yeah. Super Bowl right, winning both, head coach. It's going to be close. I wouldn't be mad to get this one wrong. Though. I, I think Houston's a, a good team. And if and I just, I, I need the bills. I'm looking at this for the bills and, and Houston needs to drop a game here. So if they're going to drop a game and this would be one to do it at. That, that is true. Well, one of those teams is going to win that division, probably Jacksonville. So you probably want the wild card team to fade. So yeah. I guess it is, it's probably in the bills best interest for Houston to lose. So cool. I'll take a good outcome either way. All right. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Pittsburgh is favored by one on the road. Pat, who do you got in this one? Backup quarterback for Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. This is going to be the, it's going to be a rough one to watch, but give me the Steelers. Give me the Steelers. They win just the worst, most hideous games ever. Props to you, Mike Tomlin, for being able to address these men and to make sense of winning a game sometimes when you're just like, oh my God, my team is, should not be capable of winning. But um, yeah, give me the Steelers. What about you boys? Somewhere in the depths of Mike Tomlin's career, there's some crazy stat of him coming off a loss where they're good. So I'm going to take the Steelers here for in some terrible game, but we'll see what happens. I'm taking the Steelers though. Yeah, it's probably it's probably good, you know, scheme wise. You guys probably have the right pick, but again, go all vibes, vibes. John's all vibes. Give, give me days. give me Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati in this one. Pittsburgh's got to start losing games at some point. I'm just going to pick them to start this week. I mean, look look at their record. Tell me they're not going to start losing games at some point, and this is the, the universe is going to correct itself. Mike Tomlin the is Giants the new Stanley Steamer. <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. Tommy DeVito, are you talking? Tommy DeVito has more touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett, right? That's probably true. And that. and you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, said Jalen Warren after having an amazing game is just is is not going to give him more touches or anything like that. So did you hear Matt Canada's response? He was like, absolutely not. And then Najee Harris. Sorry, I won't I won't spoil it, but I'm gonna okay, I, I'll spoil it. Najee Harris was quoted after the game, sitting there in the reporter was like what's going on here man do you like what's happening and he sits there and he's hemming and hawing he's breathing and he's like i'm sick of it man it sucks and I'm like, your, your team just won you're, you're throwing your guys under the bus Najee. but i don't know maybe the vibes check isn't great in pittsburgh so exactly all vibes here all right <laughs> Pat, you might be all vibed out for this game. Cleveland at Denver. Denver is two and a half point favorites. Why, why do I have no fear that you're going to put Cleveland on the board here with points in hand? They just do it. They just <laughs> do it, dude. Brando, what, I what mean, do you think? Much like the Steelers, much like the Steelers is very ugly, but I love it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> DTR, DTR. Let's go. It was cool about his moment after the game when he was kind of soaking it all in after he got the win. I would love, 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 love to pick Cleveland here. But I, there's something about picking a quarterback like DTR to win back-to-back games. So I'm going to... And Russell Wilson looks deceivingly good. Maybe Cortland Sutton's just bailing him out all the time. But I think Denver might be able to get to 17. Is Cleveland going to get to 17? I don't think so. So give me... I think, statistically, bet the I, under I think they got this game. <laughs> I don't care yeah. if the under is 33. Take the under. I think it was 36. Right. The Steelers-Browns game was 36. Because I had the under for our tally site picks that we do for rumblings, I think. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. I didn't submit it. I don't know. But it was really low. The number was super yeah. low. 
So, John? Pat, Pat, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. What were you going to say? I feel like the Browns statistically have to, for the record they have and the win percentage that they have, there's no way that it's, this has got to be the worst quarterback play on record for them to, in terms of passer rating, in terms of completions percentage, in terms of touchdown to interception ratio, like got to be the worst. But anyways, yeah. Also, I love yeah. Kareem Hunt pulling a Jerry Hughes, just being old and just playing for his hometown team. Kareem Hunt's but, not that old. Is he not? He's old for a running back. Oh, over he's under 27. Oh, uh, dude, he's oh. older than. All right, over, over under 27. Over, but just barely. Pat. Uh, let's see how old he is. I got the answer here. So just 28. Guess, so yeah, he's 28. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream, though. Just, just live, whatever, live in your hometown, play for your hometown team. If I was 28 and I was playing for the Bills, that'd be cool. I love how we automatically imagine that anyone who's retired and on the street and gets re-signed to a football team is automatically like Brett Favre age in our minds. (laughs) How about Joe Flacco this week? You know, he's probably, you know, 46, right? No, he's probably Wait, who's Joe Flacco starting for? Just just signed with the Browns practice squad, dude. Wait, did uh, he really? He did. Yes. Yeah, so oh, he's I not saw g- the clip. It's still going to be DTR this week, uh, but yeah, he just signed with the practice squad. So uh, time to bring back the Flacco highlight as if we haven't been playing it enough in our intros. I Go saw the Flacco. picture of a guy <laughs> taking a picture of Joe Flacco on the airplane in Cleveland. And yep. he was like, hey, you coming to Cleveland? And Flacco's like, wait for the headlines. <laughs> you just can't say, yeah, insight. I'm in Cleveland, dude. Obviously, I'm here. I'm not just here to check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But like, but like, what is Joe Flacco doing at this point still in the NFL? Like, this man was a Super Bowl MVP. What do you, what do you possibly? I mean, I guess the paycheck, but I think Pat, he's, if somebody I think would he's pay just, you this he, much money to hold a clipboard, he, wouldn't you do it? I was just gonna say, I just think he's. It's probably because he's too boring to be on the Fox fourth set of commentators. Like that, <laughs> that's it, right? Like Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan makes it. Matt Ryan was a little bit better, right? But. Yeah. God, if anyone can tell me who the fourth broadcast team for Fox is, I'll give you a hundred bucks without looking it up. <laughs> All right. Baltimore at the chargers. Baltimore is favored by four. This is another one with playoff implications. I'm thinking that the bills want the chargers to lose here, right? Not much yeah. of a threat after being this many games or well, a couple of games back, but Baltimore is going to run away with their division. Hopefully. So you just, you're fine with them winning out. If as long as you're not thinking about one seed, but Brando, you want to go first on this one? I'm taking the Ravens. Keep it simple. Yeah. I'm with you. I like I four points for a team that's been playing as well as Baltimore has. I don't like the matchup of the Chargers versus Baltimore's defense. And also Baltimore is going to be able to put up points against the Chargers because yes. everyone can do that. So hopefully the Bills do too when they play them. But Pat, who do you got? Baltimore minus four. Minus one. That's generous. Um, Ravens. Ravens. Across the board. All right. That brings us to our Bills game of the week. There's no spread out for this one yet because Philly is still playing. So what was the line when the it, season came out, though? Do you remember? We're going to pick it provisionally at, I think it would be Philly minus two and a half. And if it changes. As of now, you, I got the Eagles three point favorites over the Bills. Okay. So Seven Philly minus ago. three. Yeah. All right. We'll pick with that if it changes drastically, like, I don't know, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt or something like that. More than plus or minus a full point is considered drastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more. Yes. Sorry. It sounded like you were reading that, so I didn't know. No, no. I'm just putting the terms and conditions in case you have to put an asterisk. If the line changes by more than one point. 
Well, we nah. could bet the money line, but I, I, you know, if I'm going to put Buffalo up on here, I want points because I'm yeah, obliged to, and I, uh, I'd, I'd like some points here. So anyway, we're going to put it as a provisional Buffalo plus three or actually Philly minus three here on. So Patty, how you feeling going with the Pat Cap special or you got our no, no, win cover times are a changing. <laughs> oh my God. We got Pat on the bandwagon. Uh, Joe Brady. Are gonna it's a, cover it's a Christmas underdogs. miracle. Well, you know, I feel like all we all we needed was Kevin Stefanski to come and hand out gifts to the Bills players. That's I, I think if if that is done before the game, we will we will win. Um, anyways, all right, John Brando. Bills. Well, you know who I'm taking, Brandon. You uh, Bills liking the vibes? Yeah, oh, three points Buffalo across the board. We can lose by two. I'll take the three. Should we panic now that we pick them across the board? Like when the CBS yeah. panel picks yeah. the bills across the board and we all panic. <laughs> well, what's yeah. the, op- what's the opposite? You know what I mean? We sit here and we're like fly Eagles fly. Oh God. Well, no, I just meant like, we- sorry. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get a break in here real quick. We're going to come back with some Brando's bets really quick and then some quotes with Pat. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Dolphins, screw you. Couldn't get four more points in your game because the Bills got their points. Oh, the Lions got their points too. Lions, yes. Right? Ugh. I was watching that Dolphins game. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. You got to score 23 and a half. Come on. Come on. Kick a field goal. Go for two for a touchdown. Get the 23 and a half, Miami. You can do it. The Raiders suck. But all right, John, we talked about giving the reins over. Now, Tell me about this. We got the two quarterbacks that lead the league in rushing touchdowns over the last whatever amount of time that they've been in the league. So I could get real spicy and say both quarterbacks to have a touchdown. I'm going to say, ground. Uh, well, yeah. However, you know, receiving rushing, they're going to be in the end zone at some point. That like, parlay would be plus enough that it would literally make up for all of your losses this year. Yes. So I'm not going to do that though. I'm going to say Josh Allen gets a touchdown. He gets his eighth, whatever way he does it, whether he catches a trick play and maybe they pull out the Philly special in Philadelphia. On oh, that'd be disrespectful. Yeah. But you know, isn't that somebody with big vibes, big time vibes? Vibes are good. Josh Allen, two plus TDs. <laughs> Plus I, love, I love non-analytical John. I love vibes, yeah. John, dude. John, you need to wear like a tie-dye. You need to wear a tie-dye seat, like a tie-dye t-shirt, dude. If you get a little headband. Just pure yeah. vibes, John. Yes. Yes. So we're on the train. I don't know what the numbers are. I think Josh Allen for an anytime touchdowns usually like plus 250. Maybe it's plus 300. Maybe a little less. Maybe a little bit less just based yeah. on everything that's, you know, and obviously like TD odds have tanked over the last two years. Like when we used to bet them, everyone used to be like plus 400 or above, you know, because yeah. those are more realistic odds for how and often the people score TDs. Started losing some money. Right. Exactly. So, I cleaned that up. So if you, if you want to be like, spicy, I like Josh Allen TD that it's definitely going to be plus money by a wide margin. Yeah. So, and, and again, if you're playing around with it, Jalen hurts and the tush push could definitely get some action. So uh, Hertz, Allen, touchdown parlay. I like it. I wouldn't bet a ton on it. 
but I don't get financial advice anyways. But you know, <laughs> if you're bored and you want to be uh, spicing some things up on your day before you have to go back to work after the Thanksgiving Day weekend, that would be one. But my official brand new bet is going to be Josh Allen touchdown. I love it, dude. Pure vibes going into this week. Yeah. Our first, our first big Brando's bet of the year. So uh, we're playing with the big boys now. Patty, uh, you got some quotes for us? Uh-oh. Oh, I, that was a snack. I thought that the glasses were coming out. <laughs> I thought he has glasses in a pouch or something. He's going to be, be so entertained by the quotes that he picked. He had to have his own popcorn ready. That's hilarious. Oh, he's looking around. Hope to, I hope to God I can read him here because I don't. My glasses are somewhere. Um. All right, let's see. <laughs> uh, I think I have him on my phone. Yeah, let's see here. Pat, also, I do have one bonus one for you guys. If you don't do this one. I, I got him. I got him. It's time for quotes with Pat. They're things that people said. They have a lot of trust in me. They've made it known. So when they're calling plays, they're calling plays where they let me do what I'm going to do. There's no handcuffs. Brock Purdy. No. Although System I do love QB. my beautiful golden cyclone. Let's hmm. see. Is this a quarterback? <laughs> yes. It has to be, right? It's not Josh. Just think of ones that won. I am. Uh, right, give, me, give me Lamar Jackson. No. AFC or Teams. NFC? NFC. Jared Goff. NFC. It's NFC. a player where you'd be like, yo, why the why the f- heck would you give this man <laughs> any reins? But and oh, you would uh, think this guy team from, is not guy from Washington. What's his name? No, not Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. Not Sam Howell. Jordan Love. It's a guy where you would think that he literally is in a system where that is just not given. Josh Allen benefited from a similar system. Oh, oh uh, what's the, what's the guy's name from the Giants? Lives at home with his parents. Uh, what's his name? What's the guy's? What's the oh, Giants? Oh, oh, Tommy, not not Danny Tommy DeVito. DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito yeah. yeah, lives at lives at home with the. Josh folks. Allen did benefit from that system. That's that's a good tip. And we were like, okay. what? <laughs> we're slow. Okay, so I got one more. Absolute slander of the team he was playing against, but. I knew coming in, we'd be leaning heavier into the past game, playing against a familiar defense that we know. And I think we knew we could take advantage of them in a couple ways. And yeah, we did. Dan Campbell on the Bears. No, but close. Okay. It's a lion. Uh, Is that St. Brown? No. No. Gibbs? No, not a lion. Not a lion. Okay, who else played? Who's a matchup, division matchup? But this game was against so a man say, who shouldn't have a job. You have to be more specific. There's a lot of those in the NFL. This man who I've been this 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 defense was uh, manned by a head coach that I think who has the same name as our co-host. Raiders. Your name's Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So um, it was against Brandon Staley's defense. This oh, is it's okay. It, this person's talking play? about the Chargers defense. Okay, so okay. who who played the Chargers this past weekend? The Packers did. Matt mm-hmm. LaFleur? Matt LaFleur? Jordan Who's Love. Their coordinator? Jordan Love, the love Jordan doctor. Love. All right, That's all nice. right. Sorry, we're slow tonight, Patty. No, you're okay. I just picked some very one. obscure ones. But I just thought the Tommy DeVito one, oh, they just let me do what I want to do. Yeah, sure, Tom. Like, 
What are you gonna do? <laughs> Run around. Brandon, did yeah. he did he steal one of yours? No, I think the Tommy DeVito one's funny because you know he's he doesn't really know what they're not letting him do. Right. Yes. right. <laughs> it's like, it's like letting a kid, you know, I, I, me and Nate friend of the show, Nizzy, we went to uh strong museum of play one time and they have a video game exhibit. Pat, you were there. Pat was there. Yeah, uh, I was there yeah. And uh, we did, there's a guitar hero game, but I wasn't paying for the kids to play, but I put the quarter in and I'm playing, but I gave them the second guitar. Like they think they're playing. They think they're playing <laughs> along, but I'm the one that's actually playing, but they don't know that they're not playing. So Tommy DeVito's like, yeah, we got we got the whole offense open, man. And Brian Dable's <laughs> like, no, no, you don't. But we'll just be all right with that. But, all right. Yeah, I do have a quote for you guys. I'm going to read it real quick. You tell me all what right, you think. Bonus quotes right. with Brando. Okay. Quote, I have full confidence, like I've told you from the beginning, and I have full confidence in our way of playing. I have full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme. Full confidence in all of that. We've got to bring this group together, do it consistently, so you can stop asking that question. Okay, I'm going to call the defense. Okay, so we're clear. Don't ask me that again. Sean McDermott. Nope. <laughs> Bill right, Belichick. A, no. Is this a, okay, not Robert well, It's got to be a defensive coordinator. It's, it Is can't it Robert, be Robert Sala? Sala. No. Nope. Pat, read your last quote that you just said. The one that you had. Was us it Brandon guess. Staley? Yeah, it's Brandon Staley. He's just bad at his job. Like, yep. dude. He was ticked. The defense gave up 424 yards to the Packers, who have not hit 400 plus yards or 300 plus yards. And this came after the Chargers lost to the Lions when they gave up 533 yards. They are the bottom of the league in yards allowed per game weeks one through 10. But, and then Got he goes on to say, I'm not here. Oh, listen to this. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Okay. Just remember when we talk about how bad things are here, it could be worse. Listen to this last quote. When Brandon Staley goes on to say, I'm not here to talk to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players in the locker room. I know that we give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. And we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played Good defense. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. There are a lot of other things that cause us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. Getting a little abrasive with the media there. Yeah, he wasn't too happy. Sorry, Brandon Staley. Well, <laughs> anyways, That's that so was all. funny. Yeah, good quotes. Good quotes. All right. Well, we're a little bit over time here, but that was fun, and uh, it's mega episode for for one week. So. Uh, anyway, you guys know where to find us on. Uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You guys know where to find us on Twitter and everywhere else at Not Buff Podcast. We'll be back next week on Wednesday to break down hopefully another Buffalo Bills win against the Philadelphia Eagles. But like I said, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Drive safe. Happy travels on those crazy travel days. I know I'm going to be one of those people that's doing the Wednesday Good Sunday luck. thing. So uh, yeah, may the odds be ever in your favor, all of you, and uh, hopefully the weather holds up. We're supposed to get hammered up here. So don't tell me that. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Go Bills. Drinks on Thanksgiving. No, I'm just kidding. What's up? (laughs) All All right. right. Go Bills. Peace. (laughs) Go Bills. Yeah.